You're listening to the County Live podcast. Thanks for being with us as ever. Firstly, an apology though this week. The uh, audio quality isn't quite up to our usual standard because we had a few problems with the equipment. You're listening to County Live with me, Martin Johnson, over here. Hey, Chris Ridgway, over here. Can I just say, what a game on Saturday. Who cares about the neutral? <laughs> but for the neutral, <laughs> that was a great game. But what a game for a County fan. I mean, what did Jim think? I said, did it feel nice to win because it was against Shawley? And he didn't, you know, he didn't speak like half the Cheatland would have spoke about, you know, they, they would have erupted out with a certain song. Um he, he was just, he was saying, look, you know, they're a good opposition, a worthy adversary and all the rest of it. And I, I respect that in him, but there must have been a part of him because there was a part of me knowing that, no, we don't have a real rivalry with Chorley. But in recent years, you know, them celebrating in front of us when they thought they'd won and, and yeah, just all the rest of it, I'm just glad that we've beaten them comprehensively. It's not a... Oh, it was it was yeah one nil with a, a goal in the last minute and we've clung on. Don't get me wrong, I'd have loved that, but um, it was comprehensive. It was a beating. Chorley, yep, they had good spells of possession and probably should have taken the lead before before we got our noses in front. But once we got our noses in front, no turning back. And that man, Niall Bell, he is on fire. We said before the game against Chorley, he always seems to come good. He must have listened to us, mate, because he's done it again. Absolutely, he we picked him as the one to watch, and uh, he, he came up the good, with the goods on Chorley. It's not a rivalry, but certainly the building blocks for a rivalry are there, especially with FC United not around, you know. And you do need that little bit of couple of times in the season, you know, build up the crowd. And this is the perfect time of year for it, you know, going into Christmas and needing a result. So, you know, there's no harm in having a, I say, not necessarily a rivalry, but something that can spice things up. Well, yeah, I mean. Of the decline of County over the last few years, you know, you know, being able to get riled up because Burnley or Sheffield Wednesday or, or, or Stoke or whatever are coming to town, we've just we've not been in that arena for a while, you know. So unfortunately, it is what it is, and, and I'm not saying that we've, we've had to try and forge new rivalries and whatever, but these things have a habit of naturally occurring. Mm. You know, when, when you're in a league for so long or when you're in a, in a, an ecosystem, if you like, which counts the, non, the non-league scene and have been for a few years now, you do come up against bogey teams. You know, the Brackleys of this world, the, the Chorleys of this world, hopefully not the Blythe Spartans of this world, but um, Chorley in particular have just been a team that don't really go away. Even when we comprehensively beat them a couple of times last season when it counted they got the win over us so they've never quite gone away they're struggling this season I say this with with no disrespect intended to them we probably won't be playing them next season either we'll go up they'll go down or maybe even both so look whether if that's the last we see of them for a long time I wish them well (laughs) if 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 it's not then I look forward to um you know swords clashing again next year 
Well, let's hear your interview uh, with Jim tonight. Jim, a good win at the weekend. Now the dust has settled and you can look back. Just give us your thoughts. Yeah, a uh, great win. Um, disappointed with their final goal um, because the game could have easily had the same gloss on it as the previous week. But uh, going into the game, I was really pleased that we were the stuff that we worked on in training in terms of keeping our energy, keeping the game big and wide and allowed, allowing our attackers to have the space and freedom to attack between their defenders. Um, certainly paid off and um, delighted again that we've got quite a few people on the score sheet showing that they've we've got the goals to win games at this level and, and deserve to win games. Speak about the goals in a moment. Let's just speak about the fact that it was Chorley and uh, you know it's a big thing with the fans at the moment with us coming up together and competition for the league and everything else and them beating us earlier in the season. Did it feel nice beating Chorley? Um, I think that coming into the game what I wanted was our fans well, four and a half thousand fans instead of three hundred fans to enjoy the performance that we'd seen at Torquay. Um, I was wary of Chorley, um, not because they'd beaten us away from home, but more because they were on a really good run of form. They'd beaten some good sides, three wins and a draw in the last four. Um, I think losing Vernon was a big blow to them, but you could see their attacking threat. But what we needed to do is make sure that we. Um, like the Torquay game, did we learn from our previous encounter when we made sure that we didn't fall into that trap? Um, I, I don't feel like there's a, a massive rivalry with them. Um, obviously, we, in, in the end result was that we were top of the league last year um, and the end result was that we're eighth and they're bottom of the league. Um, it was just, on the day, it was important that we, we made sure that we were able to show our strengths and our way of football and make sure that if you like, overcame their way of playing. And I think in that sense, I was really pleased that our style of football was the winner. It's another game where, as you say, County have scored a lot of goals, a lot of goal scorers. Is it, I mean, I know it's a positive thing to see, but does it does it give you more confidence that, that we're going forward and we're scoring a lot of goals? We're not scraping games 1-0. We're, we're building up the goals and, and getting different names on the score sheet. Um, I think that's really important and... Um, What's really important is that it's our players as such. Um, you know, um, we were lamenting at the start of the season that we didn't really have Frank and Niall up to speed um, for one or two different reasons, you know, with their injuries and the slow starts of the season and, and a lot of doubts about whether they were good enough for this level. But they were young players and we, they just needed to catch up and get there. And I think we're starting to see both of them begin to shine a little bit, which is really important for us because... The 9, 10 and 11 positions were always going to be really important for us this season and I think we're, we're, we're quite strong in, in-house in with two out of those three positions and um, obviously they're able to be supported at the moment by Tom Walker and Devante being in the camp and so therefore our attacking options are looking really strong. I do want to speak about the uh, the, the loanies in a moment. My, my first train of thought goes over to, to Niall Bell. Two weeks running, he's in the team of the week for the league. He's a guy on a hot streak. Yeah, I'm really pleased for him. Um, I didn't think um, a lot of people would have seen this coming. But I have um, a lot of respect for both Frank and Niall. Um, that if they play themselves, they're really good players. Um, they've got a lot of attributes, a lot of the skills you'd want in a number nine. Um, and it's a tough role being a number nine on your own in a 4-2-3-1. Um, but what, what I think also is that we've been quite brave as a team. I think one of the things that stood out, for example, from Saturday's game was that we um, 
very much didn't overuse now. We didn't overuse them on goal kicks, didn't overuse them on throw-ins. We were willing to go sideways, play short, uh, move the ball up across the pitch. And it was reminiscent of the team from maybe 10, 12 years ago where the number nine really is just about the penetrating threat and the finishing. Um, and I think that's what we've seen on Saturday from both both nine and Frank previously weeks. I'll happily hold my hands up and say in, in the first few glimpses we had of, of Devante Rodney, I thought... I don't know if I see this guy as a striker, but the more the more he's come, the more he's settled into the team. I think he I think he looks frightening now. He's a terrific player to watch. He's got pace to burn. Chipped him with a terrific finish against Torquay. Him and Tom Walker are now becoming real assets in this team. And to me, as an outsider, it looks like that's maybe encouraging now Bell and Frank Mulhern to, to kick on even further. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that with Devante, I think it has been a slow start, but... You know, you've got to remember, I think he was recovering from a broken cheekbone, missed a little bit of football, took him a while. Um, you know, he's not a, a big outgoing player. He's one of these that's taken time to, um, to to settle, to get to know the players, to understand his role in the team, understand what our style of football is. And I think that um, he certainly settled in. I think last week, um, a talkie when he got the goal, I think it was a huge point for him. And, you know, we, we talk about confidence in young amongst young players. I mean, they should be really confident. You'd think there's natural confidence amongst young men, but I think it doesn't surprise me also that young men aren't as confident as they should be with all the assets they have. But but yeah, the, the, to, to mention the second point you make about having Tom and Devante in the team and, and playing with width and playing with control and playing with a kind of a width and depth in midfield that allows us to perhaps um, not be one-dimensional. Um I think it's the benefit of all of our players and um, definitely to our number nines, like I mentioned before, and the fact that we were able to get it down, push it around the pitch and feed it into white people who make something happen is going to benefit our number nine because he's not the first port of call. He's basically just leading the line when required and then being the, the beneficiary of the good football and the good approach play that goes down the side of the pitch. So looking forward then, moving moving forward to uh, to the weekend coming, it's a little break from the league. We'll talk about the opposition and, and the trophy in a moment. Let's let's look at the county squad first. How how are the team doing? Um, the squad the squad was in fine shape after the game. I'm obviously we were a bit concerned about Sam Walker and the time it was taken to recover from this knock. Um, obviously got a really bad, heavy challenge against him at Torquay. Got through the game okay, but I think there's some bone bruising there that hasn't really settled, and he's concerned about not having a lot of freedom of movement, a lot of pain when he kicks the ball. So he he's still touch and go for Saturday. Um, got a couple of other players who've had a touch of illness and a bit of fatigue and um, a few niggles. And uh, I think, you know, we've been very fortunate in, in, in what's happened and we, we do everything as a club in terms of trying to strengthen players, protect players, do all the... The, the hygiene routines to make sure there's no cross contamination. Nobody, any player that reports ill, there's no yeah. epidemic that goes through the club. So we protect ourselves quite well, and it's going to be really important because we have only got a, a tight squad at the moment. I think of the 16 players that were able, available, we were expecting Joe Lisey not to be available because um, Harrogate won't allow him providing the FA Trophy, and then we we might still have Sam Walker out. Uh, we still have Adam Hamill out. Um, Darren Stevenson's still going to be out. So that then meant that we're probably down to 15 or 16 first-team players. And um, again, with the FA Trophy, we're, we're able to use 
um, seven subs, which is a new dimension this year. So uh, as a precaution and uh, as a reward, if you like, for the kids, is that we've um, registered two of our young players to, to join the squad um, should we need not just a sixth, seventh man, but maybe a fourth or fifth sub. And that's going to be really important. But um, I'd imagine that if we do have any players sit out this game, it'll only be this game and they'll all be fighting fit and ready to go again for all the shot. Where we expect the likes of uh, Joe Lees to come back into the squad, Sam Walker to be fully fit and, and everybody ready to go for the uh, all the shot game. And we're going to need everybody going into, I think, four games and 11 games over Christmas. That's going to be a huge test. So it's really important that this period that we, if you like, re-energise ourselves um, and just get through the two Saturday games in full strength for the Christmas period. Can we get any light on the on the on the youngsters coming into the squad? What do we know about them? Um, well, we've had quite a, a couple of good, uh, consistent performers in the um, thing, but um, uh, it was Michael Rattle and uh, Jack Hopkins. Jack Hopkins is a, a local lad um, who's um, built for a holding midfield role. To, Typical, a similar side, if you like, to the kind of Keno kind of build and roll. Um, good footballer, good barrier. Uh, Michael Rattle's a slightly different type of attacker to, than perhaps what we've seen at the club. Uh, uh, quick, off the shoulder type striker. Um, we might add another one, uh, Jack Cooper, who's uh, more of a number nine, all round uh, sort of centre forward. And, and young Finn Sanya has uh, been outstanding as the captain of the under 19s, so a centre half. Um, tall, good footballing type. Um, again, um, we might include two, maybe three of those players. But um, again, um, it's going to be, they've added to the squad and it's a great experience for them. But I'm sure that um, players like Frank, Adam Thomas um, and Dan Cowan and players like that that feel that if there's an opportunity to play, they want it. So, um, so but we, we want to put out our strongest side. There's, um, there's been an empty week leading up to the game. Potentially, is an empty week afterwards. Should we win? Um, so we want to put out a strong side. We want to. We don't want to have an empty weekend next January. We want to go into the Christmas and come out the new year with very competitive position in two fronts. Um, so, like I said, we'll be looking for a, a really positive professional performance from our strongest team on Saturday to make sure that we get through to the next round. And just a, a word on Blythe then, um, Alan Armstrong. Not there anymore. It's fair to say that they're a different side than we've seen in the last couple of years. But what, what do you expect to see from the North East team this weekend? Well, I, I think Al built a really good side on the budget that he had. And um, unfortunately for Alan, I think that, um, you know, unfortunately for Blythe, they weren't able to sustain that budget this season. And that sort of reduction in budget meant that they lost some key people, including Alan and uh, several of the players. And and it's always difficult when you get a team that performs above their level or above their budget level that they're going to be attracted to other offers. And I think that's what's happened for quite a large majority of Maguire, particularly if we've seen this season for York and several other players. But, I mean, they've been able to retain and, and bring a few in. But I think uh, got a, t- a lot of time for Clarkey. And, um, you know, it's a difficult job, but I'm sure that Blythe will be competitive. They always find a way. Uh, they play good football known as Cup, Cup Giant Killers. Um, unfortunately, the FA Cup hasn't worked for them this year, but they did great against Alfredton to go there and, you know, to be held to a draw at home and to go to Alfredton. Alfredton probably thought half the job done and we're on the way. And uh, Blythe were feeling up. So we'll, we'll just have to be very careful because they have got two really good attackers playing off either side. And um, 
if they're on form, we're, we're going to have to be on our toes to keep a clean sheet. But uh, all we're looking for really is just to is to build on the form. And, uh, you know, I think the last couple of games in particular, we just look like we've got much more energy, much more purpose about us. I don't know whether that's because we rested a few or whether the competition is really healthy. Um it's healthy and it's also really competitive. You know, that dichotomy between the two players, you know, they all want the shirt and they all want to fight hard for it, but they're very professional about it. So, um, two good football sides at the moment, um, a lot of attacking flair, so it's going to be a cracking game to watch and um, hopefully a very entertaining affair. Cliché FA Trophy question. How do you motivate the players for this? Is the the carrot in the distance a trip to Wembley or how how do you how do you motivate them for the league or do they not uh, sorry for the FA Trophy or do they not need that um, I, I think talk of Wembley or uh, you know I think the lads know from last year how close they came um, I think last year see people forget that you know we've we worked within a stretch budget and last year it was really important for the club that we, we did well in both the FA Cup and FA Trophy and uh, we had a massive hole to fill and the FA Trophy run last year not only built the confidence that helped in the final six months of the season because we were playing the Files, um, the Harrogates prior to that, the Maidstone, so we were getting a real taste of the national but also it brought the funds in to sustain what we're doing. So that side of it is really important. I think that's very important for a lot of clubs. It's uh, not so much the, the initial finances, but it's the way that the finances build up. So I think it's a really important competition for the same reasons um, that we want to continue our confidence, we want to continue um, preparing ourselves for, for the big league, league games that come. Um, we want to get into the latter rounds of the competitions to create that revenue that will sustain and strengthen the squad because if the money's not there from the board, then hopefully it's there from the cup. And that's been a key point in 2006, seven, eight seasons and also in the last three seasons because we should be, look back at the last three seasons, we've been building and growing and getting stronger and yet we've still been creating a profit for the club and making sure that everything that we've been doing is organic growth and I think having a good cup runs part of that. Um, I think, but this first round, I think it's all about making sure you're not the victims of the giant killing, doing everything professional and earning the right to get into the tasty fixtures where uh, they're as big a games as the league games and you really look forward to them. But at the moment, I think uh, we just concentrate as a game that where we want to continue our form, uh, do everything that we've done in the last two games and make sure that we bring that into the older shot game. So it's keeping that momentum going, keeping everybody um, pointing in the right direction, doing everything right and doing everything to go and win games. And that'll be the uh, message come Saturday. Big game as ever, Jim. All the very best for Saturday. Thanks so much. So, very relaxed Jim, as you would expect. He was in his home. Did, was he um, smoking a pipe and wearing a big <laughs> pair of fluffy slippers? <laughs> no, no. He, uh, no, he was, um, he was actually, believe it or not, he was actually um, deep in preparation. I mean, you say believe it or not, of course he was in yeah, exactly. preparation. Yes, I do believe um, it. Yeah, uh, for the game uh, on Saturday, you know, he's uh, he's absolutely delighted with the fact that he's able to bring in some youngsters, uh, you know, with, with given that it's a, a larger subs allocation, um, given that a couple of players don't like they'll make it, Joe Leasley can't play because of uh, parent club stipulations and Sam Walker and, uh, and Adam Hammer look like they might, might, might still be um, not not ready for a comeback. So he's he's delighted. You know, Jim loves to invest in the youth. You know, he loves to to, to kind of grow his own players. So um, he's really buzzing that there's a couple of new new boys from the youth academy who who could 
find themselves on the bench. In an ideal world, we go 4-0 up in the first half and they get a run out as well. So, um, he, he, you know, I go around to his house on a weeknight at 10 o'clock at night. Of course he's, of course he's doing preparation. <laughs> this man lives and breathes Stockport County. But, yeah, he was relaxed. He was calm. And, um, it, it, you know, it's just an honour to be in his presence when he's working like that because you can see the cogs wearing. Um, you can't keep up with them, but, <laughs> but but you can see how he operates and it's fascinating. Well, before we delve into the Spartans game on Saturday, let's uh, just look back again at Chorley and talk about the players in particular. We'll talk about Niall in more detail in a, in a second, but I just wanted to bring up the debut goal scorer or yeah. the, the guy who got his first goal for the club. One of our favourite players from the season so far, Festus Arthur. Great to see him score. I, I had a chat with him after the game and uh, he, he was just... He's a guy who is... He's living the dream. Do you know? He, he's a guy who is living the dream. Um, a county competing for the Premier League title, are they winning the Champions League? Is he going to get a World Cup call-up? No. But is he is he playing at a massive club that is on the up uh, in a team that's looking good as a young player, you know, didn't work out at Oldham? The, the thought must have crossed his mind. We must get an interview with him because he's... I find him as an individual incredible. The celebrations he was doing on the pitch last season when we were celebrating the league title, when he'd not really been introduced to the county fans at that point, was amazing. It shows the character within him. Um, the fact that he's he's scoring the goals and he's picking the ball up and just celebrating, you know, that's a guy that's obviously not celebrated many goals. <laughs> he doesn't know how to... But I love that enthusiasm. You know, I love that... Um, you know, I remember some, some joker... Uh, had a, uh, a comment for us on Twitter when we were speaking about Frank Mulhern's goal against Dover when he scored from, you know, 300 yards out or however far it was. Um, you know, so, someone tried to say, oh, he doesn't know how to celebrate a goal. Festus didn't know how to celebrate. Frank knows how to celebrate a goal. I'm like, Festus didn't. But it, I loved it. It's all part of the charm. <laughs> but I, I love I love seeing it. I love seeing him just pick up the ball and run with it. Do you think he thought that every time you score a goal, you get to keep the ball immediately? <laughs> I, I hope. I hope that becomes his trademark. And in fifty years from now, uh, you know, the future generations of county fans are talking about it almost like well, if I say to you, Martin, the Alan Shearer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, when I talk about the Alan Shearer or yeah. the Tim Cahill. You know exactly what I mean. I want. The Festus Arthur, where you can pick up the ball and run away with it. It's a fantastic celebration. It was fantastic and, and great, as, as we said in itself, just to see him get off the mark as well. Um, but are we going to give Player of the Week to the man that we said we were going to watch? No, you've, no. T- you've changed my mind now. I was uh. thinking about giving it to Devante Rodney, but I'm, I'm sorry. Um, because of that goal, because of that celebration, yeah, it goes to Festus. Uh, who else stood out for you in the, in the performance? Well, I mean... From the chat with Jim, you can hear it's. Uh, I'm just going from strength to strength with Devante Rodney. Tom Walker's had a terrific game, but we know Tom Walker's got by in his locker. We said Devante was going to be uh, a guy to keep an eye on because he's just scored a terrific goal against Torquay. He's looked frightening and he's going from. Uh, I said it to you, I said it on commentary. In his first game, he had so many chances in front of goal and he's not done anything with any of them. And I'm going. I don't know if this is the guy. I don't know if this is the guy. Since then, and maybe he's listened because, 
you know, he uh, since then he's picked up Man of the Match awards. He's uh, got himself the coveted County Live Player uh, Award of the week. Um, he's got his first goal. He's he's becoming so embedded in the team. So it would be easy, it would be lazy of us to say, how good is Tom Walker? Happy birthday to Tom Walker, by the way. Um, who I'm birthday, Tom. Not jealous at all that he's only just turning um, 24. But, you know, of course Tom Walker's an incredible talent. Everybody's, but for me, Devante Rodney is developing into this player. And uh, I just think I'd hate to play against you. I would hate it because you would you would leave me so embarrassed <laughs> for, for pace and for skill and for trickery. Is he is he complete yet? No, come on, of course he's not. But is he absolutely growing and developing and seeing that becoming that player that that we, we really want to see him become? Yeah, completely is. So on to Blythe, it's an FA Trophy match. You could kind of take two views on this and probably the truth somewhere in the middle that it's not a great time to be having a, a game like that when you've got such a busy Christmas coming up. Yeah. But the other one is, as you said, from a squad perspective, you know, get a few youngsters in. You can't really, you know, it's you can't really lose in a game like that. You can lose the game, but, you know, as long as the performance is good, you know, if you go out of the cup, you've got less to worry about. If you go on the cup... You know, it is, a, it is a trophy that we know because they've got very close recently that, that County can win. It's a, To me, it's a, it's a no, no-brainer. It's just go and enjoy yourself. Well, I, th- I think I think County is stronger this season than they were last season. And the reason I say that is um, because they're playing higher-level football week in, week out. Even, the, even though the majority of the squad is the same, if we come up against a file in a semi-final now, for example, all of a sudden it's not... Oh, it's filed from the division above who were looking really good in the playoffs. It's filed from our division who we've beaten already this season. Do you know? It's um, even if it's someone that we haven't beaten, even if it's a a Solihull or whatever, we're only a couple of points behind him in the league. So all all of a sudden we're on that that same power with them, that similar power. So th- there is a real carrot there. Okay, it's a long way away. There's a lot of football to be played, and you know it might all be over this weekend, but. There's a real possibility that these players could have a go at winning a trophy at going to Wembley, and that is a, that's a real ambition. Now, um, yeah, of course, if, if we get beat, we can focus on the league and everything else. There's there's no there's no getting away from that. But ultimately, these these guys are young men, as Jim said in his interview. They are young men, and my take on that is. When you're a young man, even if you're an older man, if you're competing in something regularly, if, if that's your thing, when you get out on the pitch, it's not like the whistle goes and you start walking around thinking, bah, well, it's only the FA Trophy, I, I, I might not bother. You think, I want to play football. That's what I'm here for. Give me the ball. I want to take my man on. I want to score a goal. I want to do whatever. So um, they want to get out there. These guys, you know, football's a very, very short career. To, to, to be playing in front of crowds at Edgeley Park with the potential of Wembley, the potential of this and that, whatever, um, of course they're going to go for it. Of course it's a big game. Um, the fact that we should be beating Blythe is kind of irrelevant. It, all, all it really means is if you knuckle down, do your job properly, you could come away looking really, really good. And as Robin said, uh, Robin Richards of the, of the Dutch Uncle said in his interview with us last week, it almost sets your week up. You know, And if Kelsey win 5-0 at the weekend, it could be against a pub team. It could be against a dog and duck. You're going to be walking around, going into work, telling your mates you've seen them win final and all the rest of it. So it is a big game. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Blyver are an entertaining team. Got nothing against them. So, um, yeah, let, let's just go and make a ding-dong on it. 
Yeah, by the tricky side, but County have got a good pedigree in lots of cup competitions over the last few years. They've won a lot of, of different um, cup ties. So, yeah, it should be, it should be a great game. Um, so who's going to be you one to watch, though? Um, I'm, I'm going to go for the number nine. Um, you know, is it going to be Frank? Be <laughs> You've done this before, whoever be... the number nine is. Well... I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Don't worry. <laughs> I know you're very tired. <laughs> my, my head says, my head says, Frank will get the nod. My head says Frank will play because Niall's been on such form and because it's not the league, does he want to save him? But then again, the other part of me says, well, all the more reason to play Niall if he's on a run of four. So uh, I don't know who the gaffer's going to pick. If it was me, I'd probably be saying Frank, but it's not me. So I would say whoever gets a number nine is the one to watch. If Niall gets it, phew, he's a guy in form. You have to watch it. But if it's Frank who gets the nod, well, it's your turn It's your turn to be in form. It's your turn to react. It's your turn to, to do what Niall's doing. So, um, yeah, let's just, let's just see what happens. Well, it's very late at night, so I don't know about you, but I don't want my mince pie now. But no, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll you, give you are, one to take away. You are contractually obliged. You can open them up and you can take take it away. But what we've got this time, we've got um, we've got Asda again. We had Asda first, but these are Asda baked from the bakery rather than the you know, your bog standard in the box it type. Looks handy. It I does like, look I handy. Like that. Yeah, I, like I think these are. Well, I'm gonna. I can't resist it. You're right. These are. Um, <laughs> I think these are suet based, aren't they? So um, probably the worst for you, but the nicest tasting. Well, That's really nice. Hashtag life. Yeah. Mm. So they awesome. So as the normal ones, we both gave seven point five. The Clayton Park, I gave a five point eight. You get a six point three. So the Asda Bakery. What are you saying? I've never watched a great bit of bakery. But is this like what they do? Do they just eat cake from Raven? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could be on that program. Uh, I'm going eight point one. What did I say the first one was? 7.5. I feel like 7.3. <laughs> you should have stick saying the, the first one was better. Mm. Blimey. Controversial. I bought my box for that. <laughs> Remember, you can listen to full match commentary of Mr. Chris Rujway and Mr. John Kieran of Stockport County against Blind Spartans in the FA Trophy this Saturday on Imagine 104.9 FM. Chris, thanks. Thanks.